Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. You've heard a lot about that ever so decisive moment where your desires, ambitions, curiosity, and fear of the unknown all come down to a very simple but nonetheless frightening moment. In the catalog of words that could be used to refer to this make-it-or-break-it instance in one's journey, my guest actually chose to boil it down to its simplicity. She calls it the leap. As a seasoned radio announcer, podcaster, audio production queen, and cake lover, Tiffany Rouge, who'd much rather go by Tiff, was a real treat to have on the podcast to talk about this very impactful topic. In this gray area called life, Tiff aims to add a little bit of color, which she does so delightfully, whether on the air or on her amazing Misadventurous podcast, where she publishes conversations that will make you see the world in a different, profound perspective. In this conversation, we get a front row seat as Tiff shares her very real and honest journey after deciding to quite literally take the proverbial leap towards a new chapter, a new life, and new beginnings. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 90 with Tiffany Rouge. Here we go. Life is all about connection, right? You just can't get anywhere without connection, whether it's digital or it's in real life. Like real life for me always trumps um like digital connection but you know when in the place of not having um like being able to be there face to face which brings it back to the joy of the internet like here we're conversing and we're connecting even though you know we're both halfway across the world from each other Can you imagine canada new zealand but i really got curious because it was really it really um touched me um your episode as short as it was it was something that and again it was purely coincidental because I was just looking like for random episodes because I, you know, I, you like hearing people's stories. Like, you know, I wanted to stretch it out, out there, you know, out of the realm of just North America because there's so many podcasts to go around. Like, you know, take your pick. And mm. when I heard your story and I don't know, I just saw the title. And I saw the leap. I was like, what is she talking about? And it's the way that your account came across as genuine and you could feel the excitement, but also I dare call it the fear and the anxiety from there, but you did not hide it. And it's something that came from, I believe, a very sincere place of both joy of the fact that, you know what, it's scary, but I'm going for it. Mm. It's scary, but I'm going to chase it. It's scary, but this is what I want to do because the offset of not doing it is even more frightening. And I would like you to just take us through that because I don't want to bury it for other people. If they're going to, I'm just going to post this episode um, afterwards because like in the link in the blog post, but through your own eyes and through your own words, take us through that. What is it like Tiff to take that leap? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think having taken the leap and recording that video or that podcast, um, you know, before the leap, there's, there were two different things going on and, and yet there was definitely a lot of fear. Um, there was a little bit of even like disbelief that it was actually happening and that I was doing it. Um, in a way that I guess that like stars sort of had to align or I had to align certain things so that I could still take the leap, but also take the leap in a calculated way because I've never been one to just 
you know, throw caution to the wind and be like, okay, quitting my job, selling absolutely everything I own, saying goodbye to the parents, and then I am going. Never have I ever done that. And so um, I've lived in the UK. I've lived all around Australia. So I really know, um, I guess, how to move and how to start again and how to uh, build a life. Um, and I've sort of come to recognize that every place that I've lived and gone, I've learned certain things about how to build a life and, and what I can do to, to make my life the best it possibly can be. So um, when I decided to take the leap here, like it was just a case of like just see your, try your luck because for me I couldn't physically take the leap where I, I jump for absolutely nothing and, and, you know, kiss my family goodbye and that's it. So I needed to, to go to something, to have somewhere in, like, the general direction of where I'm going to leap to. Um, And for me, it was, like, a slight little safety net because I've been working in radio and I absolutely love broadcasting. I love, like, I I have had multiple conversations with people about whether or not I just want to do the podcast online and just do that and have that as my main focus. And I think maybe sometime, some, yeah, somewhere down the track, that might be my reality, but right now, I freaking love talking on the radio. It gives me a thrill like I can't even describe. Like I, I walk out of there and when I've absolutely nailed a talk break on air, I am just thrilled. You know, it, it just alights my whole life and my body and I'm just loving life. So when I knew that I kind of wanted to get out of of Wollongong, which is where I was living and I wasn't in the greatest situation. I just needed somewhere to go that would give me something that I could still do that and that could still fulfill me. Because at the end of the day, this leap, the reason that I'm taking the leap is so that I can go and live my life that fulfills me, you know, do work that I love and that I can help people with and that fuels me to continue to do it in the way that I, you know, love doing it, which is sharing the stories of mindfulness and positivity and and being able to help people. And I felt like I wasn't being able to do that where I was. So I thought, okay, well, where can I go and still get the thrill of radio without um, having to quit it all, you know, having to really take the leap because it's just at this point in time I couldn't do it. And I think if, if I was signing myself up for that, I wouldn't have leapt. So, um, yeah, I just I uh, used my network and ended up getting um, a weekend radio job, which is like casual, you know, it, it's like picking up a couple of weekend shifts in a cafe essentially. That's the job that oh. I got. In New Zealand, yeah, it, it was like, you know, it's still my craft and I still love it, but I still wanted to be able to be doing that so that I could still focus on my my life. And um, I like to keep my, I guess, my peripherals open and always just have an understanding of the market around me. So I'm constantly listening to, like, overseas radio and um, I found this one radio station which is very similar to the radio station that I uh, grew up with in Adelaide, which is where um, I'm originally from. Okay. And I listened to it and I started loving it. And I loved it so much that I was like, oh, this is this is so good. This is such a good radio station. I tell everyone about it. And then I started journaling and I'd been listening to a few different podcasts and I was thinking like, oh, what's the kind of, like, what do I need to do to sort of change my life, right? What, what um, 
how would it feel? This this is um something that I can't remember what podcast, but it said like you need to to speak and you need to write and act as if it's already happened to you, but also right. associate the feeling that you have as if it's already happened to you. You know, walk us through that because I read about that. We talk about you know the power of visualization, speaking. Mm your current reality into the universe. But I really, because you also use those words in terms of not just journaling, but visualizing as if it's already there. It's not even like the potential of, okay, these are the steps we're going to take. No, you have to, you know, if you're, if we're just taking a basic example, like you have to see yourself in that new car. You have to know what it smells like. You have to know Mm -hmm. what the leather feels like. You have to see where the coffee cup is going to be like, you know, what the dash looks like. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're talking about? Really, like yeah. genuinely visualizing yourself, like past the stage of like the steps, you're already there in your mind. A hundred percent. So, um, it was an interesting thing because I I'd written down on my uh, uh, action board, which is like a mixture of a whiteboard and a vision board, okay. and I'd written like I've since kind of got rid of it, which is a bit of a shame. But um, I'd written. Um, Actually, let me just try and find it because... Oh, please, if you can. So um, I was doing a lot of sort of, yeah, searching, soul searching, and I've written down, you know, like this is journaling and, and then to the point of visualization, like physically, why do you want to pick up some casual shifts at George FM, which is that radio station that I, I found in New Zealand? Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd just written, you know, because at the centre of everything, my love for radio has never been stronger. I love broadcasting, I love connecting with people, and I love making an impact, and I love the thrill of live radio, and I want to keep doing it. So by me writing these sorts of things, I'm still associating my love for this life, you know? Yeah, and, it, like, it was crazy, and then and I think I'd, I'd written it down, and I, I'd actually put my, uh, like, I'd cut out a few things, like a few aerial shots and uh, magazine clippings of Auckland. So oh, wow. um, picture of the Sky Tower, picture of the word, a couple of Maori tribal symbols and, and things like that, and I put them on my vision board. And when I would finish meditating, I would open my eyes, turn right, and read these words in my journal and feel it, like actually feel a sense of, belonging like walking down the streets and being like this is home I feel like I'm at home when I would look out at you know aerial shots of Auckland City it it felt like home to me and so now I call it home wow yeah (laughs) so you had already done the mental work to allow you a greater assimilation of that transition it was less of a there was less of a discomfort less friction mentally yeah. speaking to yeah. transition to that next step wow and it's even like to the next step now when i meditate i sit and i feel that feeling now and, and i and i love it like it, it's really helped me stay positive in the the challenges of creating a life here because I felt this intense feeling of homeness already. I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting in it and I'm basking in it, you know, because sometimes you just need to appreciate where you are and, you know, how hard it is to get to where, you know, where you want to be because you think about in, in five years ago or two years ago or one year ago, where you are right now is where you wish you were some time ago. And so you really got to appreciate it. You learn to appreciate it, you know, and I just, that appreciation, that manifesting of gratitude, which is something you also talk about, 
Mm. And, you know, it's something that, you know, really led it, led it to my next question because your transition from Wave FM going to the Edge, I believe uh, the, the, it's the Edge, right, in New Zealand, is that this radio station? You're not basically, from what you've spoken, the words that you've spoken, I don't hear regret coming from you. It's just another chapter in your life. And <laughs> you're taking those experiences and bringing them into that new chapter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a case of, um, like, for me, you know, I journaled about George FM, right, and I'm not on George FM. I didn't get a job on George FM. So in a, in a sense, like, I was very open to uh, the nature or, like, the, the finer details changing, but I was still going and I was still moving because, to me, um, the edge is a better fit, right? Um, it's exactly what I want in terms of it's a, a younger market. I can connect with these people a little bit better. Um, I can talk about the things that are occurring to me as if I am speaking to friends and peers because I am speaking to friends and peers. Right. And the whole reason that I moved to, like for me, the reason that I moved to Wave FM and, and started speaking to an audience that was older than me that I found it harder to connect with was so that I could I could move and I could change my lifestyle and it was a very big learning curve and I'm glad that I did it but no there's no regret of me you know um, whether or not I feel like I shouldn't have done it not at all because I learned so much about how important it is to find your audience and be talking to them because it, at the end of the day connection is what we crave it's what we we're here for it it's you know the in my opinion what I'm gonna you know work towards striving and creating more of but it's hard to connect with someone when the connection just isn't there you know right see because it's what you're seeing is something that you know i always try to you know um and like i'm trying to basically let people know in terms of because we always try to better ourselves and we try to you know be more appreciative and more empathetic but you mm -hmm. also have to learn that we are different people we yeah. are connected, but we are different people. And it's totally okay to admit the fact that, you know what, in this difference creates also, it can create friction. And you're, if you're not on the same wavelength as someone, you know, just taking a basic broadcasting example, if you're flipping the dial, you know, remember when, you know, like the old FM, you know, like when you're not on the right frequency, you get static, you get noise. But when you're on the right frequency, great, beautiful, harmonious melodies happen. And mm -hmm. that's the same with people, same type of energy. There are people you're not going to mesh with, and that's Okay. Man. 100%. There's like 7 billion people in the world. You're not going to mesh with all of them. So you understood really quickly that, you know, you have to connect with your audience. And it's important for you to be authentic with your tribe. Oh, yes. 100%. And, and I think um, one thing that really helped me doing that was um, sharing this or like keeping an audio journal. I think it's really important. And, I, and I, you might have found this yourself if you go back and listen and edit your the podcast and, and what we're going through right now okay. is that listening to yourself is a really powerful thing for self-awareness. That's so true. You, it's the best way to figure out how you sound because most people aren't okay with the way that they sound. But in reality, you've been sounding the way that you sound for life, but you just think you sound different because it's the acoustics that go on in your head, right? Mm -hmm. so that's step one. Step two is, you know, it's, it's the way that you speak, the things that you say, it's the tone of your voice. And when you listen back to yourself, you're critiquing yourself and therefore it's helping you be a better speaker and communicator and be able to express yourself 
better when it comes to if you're going to be a broadcaster or if you just want to speak to people in normal life. And it's amazing how our personality, our inner dialogue, sometimes manifests itself in the most subtle ways that Mm. we never notice until sometimes it hits you in the face, you know? And sometimes you brought up an example about listening to yourself and just listening to you talking about, you know, your different, you know, echelons in broadcasting. I hate talking about myself, but I did, did that a little bit, like, you know, when I was in, uh, in high school and college, like, you know, I just worked the summer radio, like the, the school radio. So I worked nice. the boards a lot. Um, so I was just like, you know, just putting in the songs and everything. And mm-hmm. I remember when we were editing, like, you know, or like, you know, we had like, you know, rebroadcast of the show and I listened to myself. I'm like, man, open your mouth, articulate, stop speaking mm-hmm. so fast, calm down, breathe. And <laughs> it's so right. Just hearing you put out those examples, I'm like, wow. It's so true. You don't notice yourself until you genuinely have to be face-to-face. And you're right about the editing process of this podcast. Sometimes when you have to listen to yourself, I'm like, wow, okay, okay. You think, oh, maybe sometimes Just, I say like a lot or I say you know a lot and stuff like uh, that. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, you know, you know. Oh, those filler points, those filler Vocal points. Vocal crutches is what we call Vocal them in the industry. Oh, I love that term. Vocal cr- I did not know that. Voke, hmm. I learned something today. Vocal crutches. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, like, mm, oh, okay. In, in the sense of that, yes, but also it could be um, anyways. So it's what you sort of use to change the topic, but you know that you use it all the time when you could be saying other things like, so, oh, yeah, I did this. You know, like it, it's it's something that we fall back on very easily, but it's okay. it's helping us crutch to another, like, direction. That is Oh, that is genuine. I'm going to write that down. That's a genuine gem. Um, Listen out when, for it when you're, when you're editing as well, just to find your own. I'll look out for it. I'll look out for it. I'm pretty sure mine, I, 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 there's a lot of you knows going on. I know that. I know that for a fact. There's a lot of you knows going on. Yeah. Um, one thing that you mentioned, I want to touch on because it really hit me the way you mentioned it. Um, still in the episode. My God, it was a very short episode, but you said so much and it touched me so much. So thank you so much for sharing and being so vulnerable about it. How you've mentioned that when you uh, called up um, that consultant and um, mm-hmm. where you actually reached out to him and you went down to New Zealand and you tried to meet up with him for coffee and everything. Mm-hmm. And when you pitched the idea of you getting the position, the weekend position, yeah. you mentioned how in your mindset, in your plan, like, okay, so, you know, maybe if he says no and everything, but you said it yourself, I had not mentally prepared for the yes. Yeah. And I believe that's a mistake a lot of people make. I would love for you to speak on that, you know, try to coach us on how to, you know, get over that, you know, that self dialogue of, of, you know, just putting ourselves down and how do we get mentally ready for the yes? But because as you said, you didn't mentally prepare for that. Um, I think it's it's definitely something to do with imposter syndrome. You know, we're, we're in a way conditioned to believe that we're not good enough if I um, – so for me, I knew it was a big gamble and I'm really – like I'm a forward thinker, I'm a forward mm-hmm. planner. So I knew that, um, you know, I had this whole plan and, and like this plan of attack um, if it didn't happen because I th- – I feel like in my mind it was more likely that it didn't, it wasn't going to happen than it was. And because I had tried uh, the advice, which was go up to people in Sydney and ask them for a weekend shift, and I'd gotten no's, I'd gotten lack of responses. So I was used to dealing with the rejection, 
because this yes was such a foreign experience to me, I had no idea how to handle it. Wow. But maybe it's a case of me thinking I had no idea how to handle how to handle it because clearly I have handled it and it's very similar to other times how I've handled successes and yeses. It was just in my mind that I'd never made the connection of like, okay, he said yes and now I have to move, you know, which I've done. It's amazing. So you see how one action can lead to a, you know, a kaleidoscope of opportunities that yeah. can only build on your greater good for the, just the simple fact of taking that chance and speaking that truth into the universe and owning it. Just run with it, man. That's, it's such a powerful manifestation of something that's so true and so basic as we hear it all the time. You mm -hmm. hear it, I hear it, we read it about it. You know, we see coaches, we watch YouTube videos. Just, just, just take that chance. Just do just it. Take yeah. that chance, man. Take that I chance. I find that the less thought I put into something that is big, the more likely I am to do it in a way. Uh -huh. um, for me, uh, I went through this massive fitness challenge and the, the mornings where I didn't think about getting out of bed, I got straight out of bed, got my gym gear on and went straight to the gym, like walked there and everything. Um, now, because it's cold and I'm in a new place, I'm waking up and I'm thinking, hmm, oh, do I have much to do? Oh, you know, I, I talk myself out of it. And I think the, the sooner you act, the less time you have to give your body or your, your mind to talk yourself out of it. And so in my mind, I was like, I've decided I'm going to do this. I told the friends that I was staying with, I'm going to do this. And they would like to, they're like, oh, you know, I really hope you get it and blah, blah, blah. And I stopped just mentally thinking about what was going to happen afterwards because I knew that would stop me wanting to do it. So I'd put this mental block on the outcome. I was just going to do the action. And for me, whatever the outcome was, I was just glad that I'd put myself out there because I hadn't really done too much of that. And I mm -hmm. think that also could have contributed to why I was unprepared for the yes. Right. Okay. So, so much preparation, so much overthinking, let's call it out that way. So much overthinking, over planning, over guessing, just trying to see how the different outcomes, okay, this scenario, this scenario, this scenario. The time mm -hmm. it takes you to just like deconstruct and just overanalyze, get up, get it done. If you fail, if you fall, if you fail, just get it done. You know, just, you'll be one step further rather than just, you know, just one step, just sitting there in the comfort place of overthinking. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. And, and I think it really does help to not put the thought of how things are going to play out, you know. Um, I'm doing a lot of um, meeting new people now that I'm in New Zealand and I've got no network. Um, so I just don't even think about what it's going to be like when I get to these meetups. So I've, I've joined Meetup and I, I've, I went last night to this Auckland freelancers coffee and I didn't think what it was going to be like when I got there because I would have talked myself out of it. I just thought about the process of me getting there because everything that's going to happen after that is in the universe's hands. You know, it's got nothing to do with what I think is going to happen. And I met some really cool people. I made some cool connections. And it's the same thing like I'm going to um, a meeting with a friend and I've never met them before, but I've met them through certain apps and whatnot. And I'm going, okay, cool. Well, I don't know what you're like. We're going to go and figure it out as we sort of, you know, from the meeting point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, focusing on the action rather than the outcome. 
because we're all human and you know the best thing that happened even though this, these connections do happen these apps and these uh, softwares make our lives a little bit more convenient but at the very least as you said at the beginning of this recording we're all human and there's no replacing that genuine human connection yeah. that is bar none one of the most genuine and most heartfelt things you can experience that is an amazing amazing thing um, you also talked about, yes, I took a lot of notes, I'm sorry. <laughs> you also talked about, of course, you, uh, as you said, you're very pragmatic. So, of course, you had to put forth the logistics of everything. So, you did mention the fact that, you know, Australia, Adelaide, Wollongong, going down to New Zealand, that's a shitload of money. But, mm. as you mentioned, investing in yourself is one of the biggest and the best investments ever. So, you should never shy away from that. And I yeah. love the way you tr- you translate it. You know, money as energy. How is money energy again? Because you talked about it as energy. And I don't want to put, put you just, you know, just mess up your own words. But I really enjoyed how you translated that. So money is just energy that we have to turn into different forms of energy. It comes into our life as energy. Like we have to put in energy to get money. And then we are essentially converting that into whatever we want. If it's a drink with friends, if it's dinner, you know, food to go and, uh, you know, money to go to the supermarket to go and cook food with, you know, you exchange that energy for some other energy. Mm-hmm. And it f- fuels you and feeds you in lots of different ways. Wow. So you were very aware of that, but in your mind, it's not really just money that I'm just spending on tickets and new stuff and moving boxes and stuff. This is me moving and creating energy for this greater chapter in my life. And that's it. Like if you get so bogged down on how you're going to get money and you're putting all your energy in this whole lack of money thing, I think it just sort of puts you in this really bad cycle. Like I've got a little post here written on my computer that mm-hmm. says what you focus on, you attract more of in your life. So for me, I don't focus on getting money. And even right now, I don't have a focus on getting money. I've got to focus on, on you know, gaining connection, attracting the right people, like-minded people to my life. None of this contains money because I recognize that money comes and goes and it flows in and out. And there's no point in trying to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And, and like as I was saying, the only time I'll ever invest is in myself because that's the only time it's ever paid off as much as I want it to. You know, you can invest in houses, you can invest in stocks, you can invest in, you know, other things. Like my mum was a big gambler and I've only ever seen the investments not get you the payoff that you want. But if when you invest in yourself, you are the one that is responsible in making it happen. And because you've put money down, it's like more of an incentive to make it happen. So you have to be accountable. You have to be accountable for you know that investment in yourself, and you know what, just reap the rewards for your own self. This is yeah. an investment. So you are the bankable asset, and you have to promote that. Wow. Okay. So not focus on the financial gain or like how am I going to make more money? How am I going to make more money? Like you know what? Let me focus on serving. Let me focus on doing good because that's what you promote um, mm-hmm. through a lot of your content. And again. As cliche as the question sounds, I love the play on words for the Misadventurous podcast. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, how how that's that's really original." But I really want wondering what was the what was the birthing process of that thing? Like, you know, what did that come from? How did that happen? Because well, there's always a wonderful story behind how a podcast came to be, and I'm interested in hearing how the Misadventurous podcast, you know, just got created. 
You want the name or how it got? No, no, created? just like you know, what, why, what was the idea behind it? You know, like how, how, what, why, why did you want to start that podcast? And you know, with you know, just making these connections and sharing these wonderful stories, including you know your wonderful journal entries. Um. So, I, um, what was it like four years ago? Back in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So four years ago, I, um, I was working. Uh, volunteering at a radio station in Adelaide. I had just moved back from um, England. I was heartbroken. I was trying to decide whether or not I still wanted to do radio because at that point it had been seven years that I'd been trying to get a job because the industry is really ridiculous to try and get into. Um, But I loved it. And um, at the time my ex had bought me a microphone and as I said, I was heartbroken and I was going through all these emotions and I thought one day, one drunken night home, I thought, do you know what? Those are the best ones. Yeah, honestly, I have the best epiphanies when I'm in bed. A lot of my journal entry podcasts will be of me writing down and going, actually, I need to turn this into a podcast because it's, I need to get it out. But anyway, so I, I had this epiphany and I thought, do you know what? I am just going to set up the microphone with my computer and talk into it. I don't even know what I'm going to say. And I I, I, I was drunk, so I just blurted out everything, well, you know, when you, you loose-lipped when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I hit record and then um, I ended it and I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, did I actually do that? And I went back and listened to it and, and again, like it – uh, this brings it back to listening to yourself and, and critiquing yourself and, and making you a better person. And I thought, oh, that's great. So I started doing it every single day. So I've got like every 360 day. days or 362 days because I missed a few days of mm-hmm. journal entries of just me getting on there, talking crap about, you know, the ex that I found it really hard to get over, certain people that were in my life that are no longer in my life, Um and I, without realizing, was podcasting. I just wasn't broadcasting it. Like, it's it's still there. Like, I've still got these unbroadcasted audio files sitting on my computer Whoa. that I just listen back to every now and then. And, and it's a really nice, like, snapshot of who I was back in 2015. Okay. Yeah. And so That's with fun. all of that, I knew that what I was doing, but I just never had the balls to put it out. And then when I moved up to to Darwin, I did a little bit of podcasting, but it wasn't until I got to Wollongong and was like, okay, I need to use all of the lessons that I've learned, which is, you know, the journal entrying, the how to podcast in, in Darwin and bring it all together. Because at the end of the day, everything is just a um, building up on things that you've learned, on lessons and ideas that you've had. You're just adding to your life. You know, I'm here in New Zealand and I am taking parts of the life that I love in Wollongong and I am going to use my knowledge of how I got there and build on that and build on my life here in New Zealand and parts of how I was in Darwin and things I liked about that and use that to build on the life that I have here in New Zealand as well. You know, I'm just collaborating so that I can live the best life or, you know, be my best self here in New Zealand. Terrific. Sorry, so, going back to your question of how the, the podcast happened though. But then, yeah, so then beautiful. I just it's beautiful. I started making it happen. <laughs> 360 days of bearing our soul, just mm. recording, no rhyme or reason. You know what? This is me. This is who I am. This is the universe. And this is me just building along the process. Yeah. That is so, that is such a genuine account because we try so hard. 
to look so perfect and to look so chiseled and so well. I'm talking about the self. I'm not even talking about physically, let alone like, you know, how so many posts going around Instagram and on the internet is trying to be so perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm hearing in your journal entries is just a simple person, a simple human being just having a conversation. And just, you know what, if you can learn from my story, because this is how I resonate with it. If you can learn from my story, wherever you are in the world, this is just letting you know that your feelings are similar. We might not be living in the same country, not living in the same postal code. But listen, this is how I feel. And if this is how you feel, this is me going through it. And this is us connecting on that same level. And I really want to thank you for that, because that's what I feel. That's really what I feel. Well, I'm really wow. glad that you got that because that's what I'm trying to do. And I like that it is, it's being, um, you know, like the messages and the vibes that I'm putting out are being received. So that is awesome. <laughs> so, right. So you said in 2015, right now we're in 2019. What if we're looking down the line? Cause you're big on visualization. So I'm calling, calling you out on it. What <laughs> is next for Misadventurous Podcast within the next five year frame? Do we have a vision for that? Um, so far, I, I'm working on it still, um, but I think what I would like is, because I've given myself about two to five years here in New Zealand, and like at the two-year mark, I'll reassess, um, and then again at the five-year mark, if I'm still here, I'll reassess, but I, I'd really like to create a space that helps people, that is um, in a way like, I don't know, like I see it as a house that the front two rooms, on the right there is a um, podcast studio and mm-hmm. then on the left there's like the living room and it's couches and it's, you know, it, it, it's a kitchen and people can come and congregate and just go and share themselves and, and you know, share their stories. But, you know, it's a mixture of both so that people who, you know, feel they need to share their message or just feel they need to listen to themselves can go into the studio, record figure that shit out and then come and be a part of this community that I've built. And then I live out the back. That's kind of like where I want to be in the two to five years. But then, you know, I've got dreams. Like I'd love to go and do radio in new Orleans because I just love the place. And I, I I feel I want to get to know new Orleans as a resident. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also got this kind of idea that like, if I was to build this place here in New Zealand, and I feel like New Zealand's a perfect place for it, this residence, um, it would be a case of it, you know, there's enough community around me that, like, I could leave for, you know, a couple of months at a time and come back and still have my life here to come back to. Because mm-hmm. I recognise that I, I love my creature comforts. I love having, you know, the things around me that make me feel good and that help me be a really good person so that, but I also love the adventure and the tales and, and the being able to go out and experience new things. So I think um, one of the big things in the next five years is to have the ability to just drop any everything and know that what I drop, someone else is going to come and pick up the slack for and it'll still tick over and it'll still be a running business or it'll still be a whatever so that I can go off and speak to someone who's had an incredible journey that have just been through an earthquake in Burma and they spent, you know, 9,000 hours um, helping rebuild schools and everything like that. Like I feel like that would be an incredible opportunity that I could just go and like, okay, cool, I'm going to go. You guys all got this? Yes, sweet. You know, like making something self-sufficient in a way that it still creates good vibes. It still helps people with the positivity and the mindfulness. But I can also still go out there and, and have that sense of adventure myself because 
I am adventurous. And, and the reason that I called it misadventurous is because, okay, I love a big play on words and it's, it's, you know, it's miss, it's girly, but it's also life is an adventure. Whether you are on a big ginormous mountain climbing it and, you know, helping build schools or you are just living your daily life. So it's not the biggest adventure. It's a misadventure. Whatever it is, it's a misadventure. It's an ongoing journey. I couldn't have put it better. You're just like, I'm just going through like, you know, a a shockwave of emotion and excitement for you right now because I'm just living, you know, as you like to put it, you know, color into this gray area we call life. And mm-hmm. all this, you're just, it's like a whiteboard. You guys, you're just, you're just throwing so much color onto there. You just can't help but feel all the whimsy and so genuine. It's so genuine. And that, it, it totally makes sense. How you visualize it, it totally makes sense. You know, just, and if I can just, uh, you know, build on that, the way you put it is like, yes, it's important to be in love with the process and put in every single aspect of your commitment into it. But if you can't step away from it at a certain point, it's kind of a, faulty process if i will because mm-hmm. i have to say and i'm very vulnerable about this i wrestle with that as well because this podcast as well is all me it's all me like every single aspect every time people want to question like, is that you yes yeah you know intro copy and in, guests bookings edit it's all me but at a certain point down the line and i resonate with that you need to be able to step away and see can the process run without you you know, mm. that's why it's important to create those collaborations, create those connections. And I totally understand where you're going with that. And it's a really, 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 you know, noble and, you know, justifiable undertaking. Because, yes, if you want to be able to go help, you know, a goodwill a situation wherever in the world, you have to be able to get, just get up and know that, you know, firmly and concretely, you know, this misadventurous podcast can run without you. And it's important. You know? mm. And that's 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 something people need to take into account because you know you want to put in so much energy into this project, this passion project of your, whether it's music, a book, or what, whatever, or a podcast. Yeah. But you need to be able. Can you distance yourself from that? Mm. Like, can it still run without you? Because you need to think about the bigger picture. I'm sorry, I talk a lot. I apologize. No, I love it. it. It's so true. Like I feel like we're 100 percent on the same page. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If we go from what was it like? The first time that you were on the air, where were you? What was it like? And <laughs> what is the tiff of today telling the young tiff on that first day, like on air, like, okay, get your shit together. What, what was it like? What would be that? What would that conversation go like? like? Let's go back in time and let's go find her in that studio in front of that mic. And what are we telling her? Uh, that's a really interesting thing because the first ever radio show I did I said four words, sorry, three words, and they were the scariest three words of my life at the time. So really, yeah, and I, I like it was thrilling, and I still remember that thrill and the fear because it's 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 gone from the fear to the thrill now. Mm-hmm. I used to call it the fear because it was so this this scared notion of like, oh my god, I'm in. I'm speaking to thousands of people. Ah, to now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm speaking to thousands of people. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, my first ever radio show, there were four people in it, and um, we all had different jobs. So I uh, 
we had someone who organized everything who was the executive producer we had someone who organized and conducted all of the interviews and then we had someone who was doing the news and then we had someone who was doing um like picking all of the music and so throughout this whole show it was a 1 hour show i heard the person who was doing the news i heard the producer who was also the anchor of the show who also said hey okay we've got this and you know we've got the news coming up and we've got so and so coming up having a chat with the leader of the opposition party or whatever um and i listened back with my dad and and i'm looking at him and thinking like where am i but the whole time right because it's radio and there's not just talking in radio there's music too the whole time we're listening i'm like oh i love this song the music was on point every single song i'm like yeah this song's a banger oh this is a solid choice yeah great love this song and then we got to the very last break which said you know hey you've been listening to youth fm thanks so much for all the guests that we've had on um and then we went through and you know said hey okay it's been really great my name is ryan my name is terry i'm steve and there i am my three words were and i'm tiff <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, okay. I just try to be serious. Okay. First three words on the air. And, and I'm Tiff. I'm Tiff. <laughs> okay. But to me, it was the scariest thing ever. But I, re- I remembered now that my job was music director. That's why I got into radio because I loved music. And now. It's kind of changed. I love talking and I love sharing and I love communicating. But I guess what I would say to that girl who was so scared about saying and I'm Tiff would be it is totally okay to just appreciate where you are because you're going to go on this massive journey and you are going to be hellbent on getting on the public service broadcaster of Australia. It's not going to happen, but that's okay. And I know that you're only there because of the music, but there is a love for broadcasting in you that will supersede your love of music. Your love of sharing your story is bigger than your love of music, and that is totally okay to want to change and pivot and change your story and change your life to suit you know just be okay with the way your life is taking you and just adapt to it just go with the flow be malleable yeah. open yourself up to the universe she's got a lot she's she's she'd be very very grateful for those tips of uh of knowledge but you know what <laughs> we have to go through the process we have to go through the process 100% wow tiff i can't thank you enough i know we're coming up on top of the hour i promise i wouldn't keep you more than 45 minutes to an hour's top so i'm going to keep my promise it's been such a pleasure to have you on. I'm honored. Um, the randomness of the universe allowed us to connect, and I can't thank you enough in all gratitude and appreciation. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a treat. I always like to, you know, just a little tradition that, you know, I've created over the past 80 episodes, just open it up to the floor to the, to the guest. A kind mm-hmm. word, a thought, a call to action, just a simple thought that, you know, people can pick up tomorrow, waking up tomorrow and take that next step, you know, towards the next level. Well, what can we leave them with? What you focus on, you attract more of in your life. So if you focus on negativity or what you really, really want and you're not quite sure why you want it and it gives you not so good a feeling, you need to think about that. Because if you focus on sharing, you know, focus on the good things in your life, 
more of it will come. The law of attraction means that if, if you know, if you keep attracting like-minded people or if you keep attracting, you know, it's in your mind, right? So if you mentally aren't happy with yourself, you're going to focus on that and you are going to bring more unhappiness into your life, whether or not it's via the people that you meet or whether or not it's by your actions of looking in the mirror and speaking horribly to yourself. Those negative energies are going to continue coming to you because you're attracting that. But if you flip the switch and go, all right, I'm not going to focus on how big my hips are. I'm going to put a post-it note that says, I am more than the size of my hips. I'm going to own my size right now. I've made the conscious decision to love myself on my mirror. You're putting positivity in your mind and therefore drawing out, attracting more positivity towards you. So if you can find a positive way to look at every situation, more positivity is going to come your way. Guys, this is so much energy, so much positivity going on here. And that has got to be one of the most resounding things I've heard today. Thank you so much. It is a an amazing feeling to be able to connect with an individual on such a, a random, like I said, of such a random circumstance, but to realize that, you know what, near or far from Canada all the way down to New Zealand, you know what, we're all in this together and the same energy lies within us to do better every day. Guys, been listening to Tiffany Rouge, awesome broadcaster, colorful podcaster. Tiff, where can everybody connect with you on the interwebs? Where can we find you? So just go to tiffanyrouge.com or missadventurous.com.au or find me on Instagram, Tiffany underscore Rouge. Wonderful. I'll be sure to link up all the presences, all the social media links on the bar post once it goes live. Tiff, I can't thank you enough again. I'm saying this again. I'm repeating myself because it is genuine. And I'm so, so, so thankful for your time. I say this to every guest and I do mean it. Anytime, open invitation. Anytime the universe aligns, allowing us to connect again. Anytime you want to be on, if we can connect on another subject, another topic of your choosing whatsoever, let's do this again because you're most welcome. Hell yes. Amen to that. I am 100% keen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Olivier Day. Look out for the episodes on all the social platforms. If you would like it, please do share because we always appreciate your support. Go like um, <clears throat> Tiff's uh, podcast, Misadventurous Podcast. Find this on everywhere you get your podcast. Give her the five stars because she definitely deserve it. Link up, subscribe, share the post, share the likes because as you can see, there's a lot of amazing energy going on here. So guys, let's keep the conversation going. Thank you so much for your support. As I always like to say, stay beautiful, stay resilient, stay true to yourselves, and please stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.